podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week. My name is Tammy Bell. I am your host as always on Extra. And joining me this week to discuss the draw um, against Aris Limassol last night at Ibrox is my very good friend, Simon Halloran. Simon, um, thank you for coming on for this. Um, It's not easy doing these pods when you've had a bit of a disappointing result. We've now had two back-to-back. Thank you for coming on and at least talking to me about what we had to watch last night. Yeah, no problem. It'll be sort of therapeutic to get it out of my system uh, today. So, yeah, what, what more can we do? Now that we've had a little bit of a chance to kind of reflect, Simon, how are you? How are you feeling in the cold light of day uh, in terms of the performance and the result last night? Pretty annoyed still. Um, we seem to revert to type, um, especially in the game last night against Limassol. That was there was nothing there from us really, apart from Young McCausland in an attacking sense, midfield. He'd Lundstrom try to do umpteen jobs all at once. There's just nothing there from Lammers at all. Even Cantwell struggling out in that wide right area. So, I mean, I, I couldn't blame the manager for taking them off. It was either him or Lammers. Um, Lammers could have came off at the same time as well, to be brutally honest. But really nothing to write home about about this team um, over the last couple of games. It's the same old, same old. We just can't take our chances when they come. And and that's always been the issue over the last two or three seasons. We just can't take our chances when they come and ultimately we end up paying the price. Defensively, we've got those calamities in as we've seen last night. We'll probably discuss it in a bit more, but it's it's annoyance rather than than anger, really. Um, we should have been through, home and hosed into the, the next round of the Europa League. Here we are staring at the chance of going into the Conference League that we, we didn't expect. And, and to be honest, it's looking likely that that's where it's going to be. Yeah, I think, I mean, there is obviously a lot there that isn't just focused on what's happened last night. Um, yeah. uh, you know, we go back to, to what happened to Todrick the weekend and you can go back further still um, to obviously how we got here from the beginning of the season to now. And then even further back, if you want to be able to try and talk about this group of players and yeah. what we've kind of seen from them. I think kind of focusing on last night right you, you you said something really interesting there Simon which is um you don't blame the manager for taking Cantwell mm. off it's probably been interesting because my thoughts watching the game last night and and probably what I've seen in red uh, after the game is we don't blame him for taking him off we blame him for starting him in the wrong position sure because yeah. he's putting him out in right wing it doesn't work right um it, it just we're back to something that we saw probably earlier on in this season. So I appreciate it's not a Clermont issue sure, only, yeah. right? But what we're doing is, for me, it just feels very much like we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I know that's incredibly simplistic, but the simple fact is we can't get the most out of Todd Cantwell when we play him in an area where he doesn't feel like he can shine. I think there's an element in there, and, and maybe it's a larger conversation about Todd Cantwell's ego, because I, I love his passion, I love his investment, he wants to contribute. I get all of that, right? And listen, I have managed people for a long time, Simon. If you give me someone with energy that can be directed, I'll take that 100 times out of 100 over someone who's apathetic and just doesn't care and they're just dialing it in. And I don't think you could ever say that about Todd Cantwell. 
I think that the problem you've got when you've got someone with that dynamism is that when you play them in the wrong position, it frustrates them before a whistle is even blown. I think he he, he tries a bit too hard. He, he makes errors, mm-hmm. unforced errors, which he normally wouldn't, and it just doesn't work, right? So that's, yeah. you know, point A. Point B then is that he's doing it in order to be able to try and accommodate Sam Lammers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I defended, people who listen to this pod will know that I've defended Sam Lammers. I've defended him on our Patreon site when we've done things like the, the you know, the post-match car pod. The game against Dundee and that goal, spectacular, right? Brilliant. It's not worked. And yeah. I think we just we just have to, to, to be clear on that now. It, it, I feel for him as a guy, I know it's going to be frustrating for him to come in and come into a new club and, and not be able to play as well, perform as well and deliver the, the types of performances that he wants to deliver. It's not worked. But now what it's doing is it's having a systematic effect elsewhere on the team. And as much as I can say, I suppose really the best way I would put it, Simon, is see if he'd taken Lammers off after the half hour, whenever he took Campbell off, I think it's 35 minutes. And then he had taken Campbell off at half time. I don't think many people would have been too upset with that. No. But I, I think that I, maybe it's just one of those things, right? And, and it's maybe an old school thing in me. But I always feel that see if you take a player off before half time, I think it's I think it's pretty damning. Yeah. And Campbell deserved to go off, right? I'm not defending, but he deserved to go off because the fact he wasn't playing well enough. But he's not playing well enough because he's not in a position that gets the best out of him. It's it's like a cycle that something somewhere needs to break. Yeah. And if that means having to take Lammers out of that team or rejig it around, I would rather have a, a semi-decent performance from Todd Cantwell than hope that I could get an excellent performance out of Sam Lammers because I just haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen for Lammers, definitely not. Um, we've all tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. With regards to Cantwell, I think the manager's admitted he said his best position's in the number 10, so then the argument gets thrown back. Why didn't you just swap him around and put McCoy? Why, why say that? I know. Like I, like, I think we all know it, right? I understand that. But it's like you're basically admitting, and listen, this could be an expensive gamble. You said it yes. yourself. We don't know what's going to happen. We have now have to go across to Spain. We have to go across there and get something. I don't think, I, I don't really think Aris are that great, but I don't think they're mugs either. So now it's a shootout between them and Sparta. And now we have to go to Seville to be able to try and get some. So that's an expensive gamble. And then you've basically opened up and said, yeah, I know I got it wrong. I know he, I know he should be playing somewhere else. He did. Um, it's one of these ones where it's, it's it could have went either way last night. When McCausland scored the equaliser, he's probably felt vindicated at the change. Um, as you see, Lammers, there's just nothing there to him at all. It's, it's just there's nothing. I mean, I've tried. Tried and tried and tried to defend him. The goal aside at Dundee, there's been nothing much. Um, if he'd have scored the goal up at the, the chance at Aberdeen, things might have turned out different. But as you say, things are it's getting away from him now. And you're, you're looking ahead now over these next four weeks where we've still got to use these players. Um, we can't change things up. So we need to try and get as much out of them as we can over the next while before the, the manager can start getting his own imprint on the side. Um and I'm not to say Lammers wasn't the only issue last night. We'll go into a bit more detail on him as, on, on that as well. But um, it was pretty rudderless throughout the team. Um, Tavernier was, had one of his worst games in some time. Um, last night, for me, the, the central defence, not so much suited. Ben Davies was absolutely tragic. It was atrocious seeing him try to run back to challenge for that, for the opening goal. And then you look at the bench last night as well, what, what came on, what didn't come on. You've got two strikers sitting there who quite clearly 
aren't trusted to do a job in the team. And it's having a detrimental effect on Danilo as well, who's getting run into the ground um, a wee bit for me. Same with Sima as well. There's just no genuine competition for them. Um, so that's going to need to be addressed in January in terms of bringing a striker in that can be coming in to lighten the load um, or even take over from Danilo because there is times he's looking pretty jaded. But overall, I think the manager will admit himself behind closed doors, yeah, that this was one he got wrong last night. Nine times out of ten, we win that game 2-3-1 or three, one last night. Um, just wasn't it happen. McCausland, the only bright spark. Lundstrom was trying to do everything himself, I felt, um, in midfield. And that that's going to be another area that needs to get looked at as well. So, yeah, as regards the Cantwell thing, I can't see Lammers starting many games going forward now. It's done. Um I'd imagine Cantwell will come back in on Sunday, play the number 10. Ross McCausland will get a start off the right. And it's it's really just a shooting us to see who's going to who's going to come into the squad. Um with regards to Europe, Betis, oof, I couldn't call it. They're, they're in a great run of form up until last night, Real Betis. They hadn't lost a game um domestically or in Europe until that game we played them. Um so now we're looking at a chance to have to go to Spain to win. Sparta Prague, know that a win will take them through. Yeah, um, I could probably see us, as I say, dropping to the conference at this moment in time because I can't see us going to Spain and winning. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. I think, you know, again, coming back to, to some of the points you touched on there, I, I wonder, right, and it, it's interesting because I think that there's a core group of this, this, this batch of players that I think that we've seen... Uh, an increase in tempo and an increase in level when a new mm-hmm. manager has come in. Yep. Um, it's 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 there for a while. It frittles away. And I think for me, I'm not suggesting, Simon, that I think that the players are not trying, right? I think there's a, there's, there's a key difference, right? We're not anywhere near that situation. I think that they stopped putting effort in as much as they wanted to when Beale was here. Yep. Um, because I think that they were pretty directionless and I think that they kind of realised and we've all done it right, if you've all you know, had a boss or a manager who just doesn't give you any steer or insight or any kind of form of you know, blueprint in terms of what we're trying to do here, you, you, you start to you know, take it down a notch they've done it with Clermont where they've, they've went back up a, up a little notch, went back up in an, an increase in tempo I don't know if that's the thing that frustrates me most more than I'm I'm angry, Simon, at the manner in which we seem to just try and make it harder for ourselves wherever we possibly can. Now, there's two ways I'll, I'll explain that. The first one is, twice now in our, in our last two games, we've had or we've been given an opportunity of an advantage. Yeah. Um, we saw it with Celtic dropping points on Saturday. We don't, um, we don't take the, the opportunity on Sunday. The early kickoff last night, we don't take the opportunity, um, obviously, when we, we started against Aris. So these things are given to us as a gift. And yet, for some reason, I don't know if it's a mentality, I don't know if it's pressure, I don't know if it's just we get, you know, a weak, a weak jaw. I don't know what it is. But for some reason, as soon as we are presented with that opportunity, we will go out of our way to be able to make sure that we don't take advantage of it. And I think that that's a really frustrating thing. And the second thing that, that causes me some pain within that space as well is I, I need to get an understanding from this 
group of players, because I actually do believe it comes from the manager, right, in terms of there's a desire there to improve, right? I think that the manager's come in, he questioned the fitness. I think he questioned player desire. I think he's looked to be able to try and improve those things. Those things were getting incrementally better. Yeah. And there, there definitely was an improvement, right? There was an upturn in things like fitness and stuff. I think you can see that. We've got results because of the fact we've continued going until the final whistle, obviously Aberdeen, Hearts, etc. What really annoys me is we seem to be unable to learn or take the responsibility from basic errors which hurt us and then all of a sudden it's the case that we can't get that out of our system. That goal that we conceded against Aberdeen was bad. I'll not regurgitate all of the stuff that we spoke about with Aberdeen. David obviously covered it really well in the flagship with David Marshall on Monday. But what really annoyed me about that Aberdeen game, Simon, was the ball over the top. Yep. He's, through, he's through one and one with the keeper. Butland makes a great save. And then literally on a few short minutes later, almost the exact same thing happens, but he finishes it. Now all of a sudden we're behind. Last night against Aris, it was just a simple ball over the top. Now, I am going to totally appreciate, you know, Conor Goldson missing. Um, you know, I under, understand that there was a change in terms of our centre-halves, obviously, Ballion and Davis, uh, Suter and Davis um, last night. Yeah. But you take, let's say, five of them. Goldson, Balligan, Suter, Davis, Leon King, right? You cannot tell me that those five centre-halves, we are not just simply saying we will not get caught out with a high ball over the top again. We, we will eradicate that as a possibility. And yet, same thing happened again last night. Yeah, it's consistent in that that sort of ball in behind, a ball down the side of us. Um, the centre-halves just don't seem to be able to cope. Um, and it is, it's consistent. How many time, how many years have we been saying it now? We, we just get caught out time and time again. At the weekend there, I felt, yeah, after the first warning sign, it should have been sharp shop and, 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 and hope for the best, really, against them. But we knew what we were getting into with Aberdeen. We get dragged far too early into that battle. We, we were ourselves were shelling long balls after five ten minutes, and I don't believe that was on the manager's instruction at all. That was that was just aimless stuff. That was panic stations from us. Um, and then last night, ugh, it's it's horrific. The goal when you look at it back, I don't know what Ben Davies is trying to do if he's trying to cover or what, but it's just really he can't get back at all with the pace. There's a complete lack of pace from him. I mean that that striker wasn't the fastest. Uh, Ferraris last night and he still gets through pretty easy and, and finishes so yeah there's there's issues there in defence and it's hopefully I'm many times we've said hopefully going to be addressed but there's only so often we can say this now without repeating the same message time and time again and it is senior players um, continually letting us down um, I'm just putting McCausland as an example he came on last night the fans were behind him trying to give him confidence to do it but when you've got senior players doing you a disservice at the other end of the park, just constantly making errors. It's it's hard to get behind that, and there's no happy medium um, coming up. And when you look at the league table and stuff, Clement still he's, has made a, a change in the, in the gap at the top of the table. He's brought it down somewhat. It should have been a lot more, after, as we know, after the weekend there, if we had to beat Aberdeen. But that's me trying to put a positive spin on things. It's obviously everybody's going to be all what's anger this morning. But, yeah, yeah. Um, the goals we concede, it's the same old, same old crap time and time again. Let's sort it out once and for all and, and hopefully get a commanding centre half into the club as soon as we can because 
even though we did miss Goldson last night at the weekend there, I felt Goldson was pretty much bullied by the likes of Miofsky and is it Skolar or whatever it is up front for Aberdeen. So, yeah, um, not been a great days, a few days for our defence. Yeah. Um, we will come on to talk about some positives in a minute because you've just mentioned them. However, um, I, we also need to be able to try and talk a little bit middle to front as well, Simon. I thought yeah. Jose Fuentes, who yeah. I really liked, in his initial opening games for Rangers, I thought he looked. I thought he looked bright. I, I defended him when you know I remember him playing balls in front of Tav, and yeah. Tav missing them because they were where he was going rather than where he actually was, and he always wanted ball to feet. And I was like, no, that's fine. You have to move towards the ball. You have to be able to try and keep it. But he has, and I understand he's injured. Uh, I think. I think he can still come back in to be able to try and show that form. Yeah, he hasn't been playing well. I think that. And I want to give Lundstrom a bit of credit here. I think that he's tried to be able to try and turn up, but he's also been let down by the performances around him. Steema has come off the boil, but I'll give him a little bit of a bye because that it's probably the end of that purple patch that we saw with him, and that probably happened across in the Czech Republic. He, he was asked to change role there slightly, and he, he maybe just hasn't had an opportunity to, to recover back into it. But I'm not daft enough to think that, you know, Abdalassimo was going to score in every single game going forward. Danilo, I thought, was poor, but again, you give him that caveat that you mentioned there in terms of, uh, you know, he, he, he's been overused. Uh, manager doesn't trust Dessers. Roof has to go, right? Roof is made of plastic. I totally get yep. the fact that he can sit on the bench in European games because uh, he's, 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 you know, we'll, if we get more than three games consecutively with Kamal Roof, honestly, I'll eat my hat. Um, Tav, I, just to kind of circle back to that just for a second as well, wasn't great, but I've said for a long time now, Tab, I think, needs a bit of a rest. So, again, holistically, I think that, you know, that's that's where, as I say, we've covered almost all areas. Jack Butland, I think, still gets a degree of a pass. He made a great save um, from what I think was their fullback last night. I mean, a really yeah. thunderous shot he put by his left-hand post. But now that we've got all that off our chest and we can, we can breathe a little bit, let's let's... Talk about the big positive last night. Ross McCausland um, spoke uh, at the beginning of the week about you know he signed his, he, he, his contract with Rangers um, and he's committed his, his future to the club. Uh, and he mentioned about you know that Livingston goal and it haunted him. Um, and he put that to rights um, five minutes after the the, the second half started. A, a fantastic goal. Um, I love those types of goals where the angles come off the base of the post. Yeah. Um, a beautiful finish. Ross McCausland, I think, for me, plays without that baggage, without that weight in terms of the expectancy. You mentioned earlier on the senior players not delivering. He can play with, with freedom to be able to try and get into that. And he, he, he very much is coming in with that youthfulness. He's coming in with that energy. He's coming in with that, that uh, a little bit of gallusness, which is fine, because yep. I think at times you probably need that, especially in your flair players that you want to uh, to, to see shine. But um, we can't we can't put the pressure on this lad that he has to be able to try and come in. But what I will say for him, and it's absolutely on merit, it's not because the other players are playing poorly. That boy is working his way into starting berth now for me, Simon. Yeah, as you said, he came on and he was really bright last night. That's what I do like, he's fearless. Um, even if he did make a few errors, he was right back up on his feet, straight back into it, track, track back and, and press players down. But yeah, it's it's a hard one for me because as you say, we have been 
terrible recently in terms of out in that wider area. Um, we've always been looking for someone in the wide right. Is he the answer? We don't know long term, but we've got to give him a shot now. Um, he's nearly 21. It's, it's time to put him in the team and see if he's got what it takes. There's certain games we can do, it and the game at the weekend is probably ideal. You're at home. I know it's St Mirren. They're, they're actually doing pretty well this season in the league, so we can't take them lately, but that's the sort of game you want. Guys against like St Mirren, Dundee, teams like that, when younger players can get a chance to thrive on the ball and, and flourish. I, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Bailey Rice as well at the weekend coming in, but that's easier said than done. But as far as McCausland goes, um, no complaints at all about his performance last night. Got us out of jail with a goal. Um, and you said he could have done so much more. He had a few more chances in the game. It's, it does. He's just a wee type of guy that dusts himself down if he gets knocked up and gets on. It doesn't seem a type to complain either. So I think he's enjoying being part of the, the first team squad just now. He's not tainted by association with any of the previous failures that's happened. Um, that's the one positive as well for him. So he can just start with a clean slate. So that that's what's good. And Clement is a manager who's known to, to play younger players. And, and I'm sure that he, McCausland, won't be the only one that makes a breakthrough under him. Um, but we've just got to trust the process in this one and hope that the manager can get it right because playing young players is, is the way forward uh, for Rangers, trying to make money back that way in terms of income and transfer fees. So absolutely no complaints about McCausland last night. Thoroughly deserved his goal. Thoroughly deserves a start at the weekend. And, and let's hope he pushes on for here. Yeah, and, and that that's it. I think he what I don't want to see us do is give him that opportunity and then all of a sudden the pressure starts to build. Yeah. Because now he's 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 earned that spot. He, he he's he, he's nowhere near playing as badly as some of the other players within that team. I mean oh, I, between Cant Cantwell and Lammers last night, I, I genuine I think we're we're easily in double figures for the two of them in terms of how many times he lost the ball and just made, I mentioned it before, you know, errors that, that were unforced. McCausland can come in um, and, and he needs to be able to, to probably play with that freedom. And, and you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. He's not tainted with some of the other stuff that's in there. So therefore, he can kind of come in and sit separate and a little bit outside all of that. It's just about him being able to try and deliver what he wants. The larger kind of core root of this Simon, is we need to see these players, they need to steady the ship. Now, sitting around at home on Sunday, it gives us an opportunity to be able to try and do that, but I'm going to sound a little bit entitled here. I don't think a win over St Mirren gives us that on its own. I think we need a win. I think we need a solid performance. And I think we need to just make sure that we go out and certain players have to ensure that they deliver a strong level of, of consistent performance across that game. This is their opportunity to stop the bleeding. Yeah. And this is where it's not just about getting the win now, it's about getting the win, being able to, to send the fans home happy because they haven't done it in the last two outings. And we've now got an opportunity here, as far as I'm concerned, to be able to try and um, get some some confidence back in amongst us. We are five minutes away from a League Cup final that quite literally could make or break our season in terms of being able to try and give us a platform for going forward or it could be a trapdoor. Right now, this team is not making me confident about that League Cup final. St Mirren on Sunday is a chance to be able to turn that around. 
It is, absolutely is. Um, and St Mirren, they're not a team of like, individual flair players or anything. It's They're a team built on their togetherness, and that's why they're sitting third in the league now. So this isn't going to be a walkover for us. So it'll take everything. It'll take a big concentration level for us to, to get the three points first and foremost. Um, a performance. You, you say, yep. you say mm-hmm. that, and listen, I, 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 I agree with you. But this idea of, and you've just said it yourself, and I've done it before, right, with previous fixtures kind of coming up, it's still St Mirren at Ibrox. I, I yeah. appreciate their form. I appreciate where they are in the league. I get all of that. But this, as far as I'm concerned, right, when I look at the larger picture, the league, the League Cup, Europe, St Mirren at home should be small potatoes. Should be. And I'm, I'm wondering if, as fans, and it maybe goes in from the stands onto the park, do we amplify our opposition when, in actual fact, for certain teams... And again, I will include, include St Man in this. This should be as routine as we can possibly make it. But for some reason, I don't know if we get gun shy. I don't know if something happens at that point. But you've just said it yourself. We have to respect them. And and I suppose it's a bit... I suppose it's 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 a bit archaic to say it. I just don't want to respect them. No, I, I want us to be able to go and use it as an opportunity to battle somebody. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, it's it's the whole thing with the, the Aberdeen battle that I mentioned earlier, getting dragged into one where it shouldn't really be. We should be taking care of them with relative ease as well. And that's probably been drummed into us. It's just probably scar tissue for years of seeing us struggling over the last decade or so. And yeah, that that's probably something for us to, to push away to the side a bit as well. But as you say, on, on paper, we should be taking care of them. Um Whether these players are up for it or not, that, that's my issue. I just, you always feel there's something dodgy around the corner with some of them and it's the senior players same players same mistakes same same old faces um, I just hope they've not got one more in them I mean we've got the cup final coming up in a couple of weeks time that's that's the big one as you said we've got to lay a marker down for the season but in between them we've got to win the league games we've got Hearts next week away from home that's not going to be an easy one do you know what I mean so these players need it's time to put, pull the socks up man up and let's get on with it because these next four weeks will make or break the season. I mean, we've got Hearts away, Real Betis away, League Cup final, Dundee, Celtic. It's it's um yeah, it's it's massive. The manager's got to get this winning mentality instilled in these players quickly. That will breed in um success onto the park and then into the stands as well because the fans can only do so much. I mean, you've heard some of the the, the noises last night. You can't blame the fans for that at all. Um, so yeah. They've got to start turning it on for us because um, the fans, are, they'll always be there. And touch wood, we can get these these results over the next couple of games, kicking off with this game against St Mirren at the weekend. Um, and then we need to see what Tynecastle brings. Yeah, I mean, next two league games, you know, as things stand, obviously the pitch will change after the weekend. But next two games, we are basically playing third and fourth. Yep. Um, in terms of, of obviously where those those teams sit respectively in the league. But again, it comes back to that idea of, OK, I suppose you can use this now as an opportunity because that week of Spain and then Hamden is huge, right? We, we need to be able to try and seize to, to what we can do from that. Again, like me, you, everyone listening to this and everyone connected with Rangers, I hope that in that week we go across to Spain, we get a result. Uh, now, I'm not being blase, that is not an easy thing to do, but we can go and get a result. We have U- Europa League football after the new year. And then on Sunday, go and win the League Cup. That that could be huge in our season. But yeah. 
the immediate focus, St Mirren, Hearts, Dundee, you can elevate those opponents in terms of uh, where they are to snow and give them that respect and all of that kind of stuff. You can do all of that, that's fine. Or alternatively, you can turn in and go, this is an opportunity for us to be able to instill some confidence in our players by going out there and, and being ruthless, being be. strong, being confident, um, being able to go and, and, and assert yourself. And that, that is how I'm hoping the manager is putting that across to the players because we dropped the ball against Aberdeen, we dropped the ball last night, now we can be able to go out and say, actually, that that is not happening again, and eradicate those silly mistakes that I was talking about before. Oh, definitely. I mean, if, if we start getting a wee run of, of games going, especially domestically, because neither us or the other side are, are, are the greatest at the moment, um, so one or two wee positive results to do our favour and a couple of drop points across the road could could ultimately see us being a very good chance getting into this game at the end of the month. So, yeah, I mean, why not? You look at it on paper, especially the league games. I'm expecting to win every single league game up until the end of the month. Will we? Possibly not. But you've got to have that belief in the team and the players and the manager. Getting players back from injury is another one. Um, we know that we're seeing players sitting on the bench, not coming on and stuff. But we've got to start using the squad over the next couple of games as well. Because the same players, we can't run them into the ground. We've got, as you say, that, that week at Betis and then, then the game against Aberdeen is... It's going to define the season one way or the other. In so. fact, you know, I'm being remiss, Simon. I'm probably talking about those calendar seven days because on the Thursday you've got latest League yep. Cup final and then we've obviously got the game in hand against St. Johnson the following that's Wednesday. Right. So that, that seven days is actually huge for us in terms of whether that's And these players need to be able to stand up to that challenge. It's that simple. Yeah. We, we just can't let Celtic get any further ahead in the league uh, before, before those games, especially that St. Johnson one. That's the one that we need to try and when to bring the, the tally down a bit before the new year game. So, yeah, I, I still think we we are a good team when we get going. It's just we don't show it often enough. That's the thing. Yeah, the manager's got to. I mean, he's he's a proven winner. He's won titles abroad. He knows what it takes to manage big clubs as well. So, I think you seen last night. He's not afraid to make the big calls, and that that was the right call at the time for me, as we said. But. I think he's got some big decisions to make over the next couple of games in terms of the personnel that starts and plays certain games. So the squad's got to be used wisely. He's got to try and get some players back from injury as well because even though they might not be the, the best in players in the world, guys like Scott Wright, Ryan Jack, they've been doing a job of late. Matondo. Matondo. We need to get him on form. Um, fitness is obviously a wee bit down and that's how he's not really come into much of the, the, the minutes last night. I felt if he was more than fit enough, he would have probably started the game last night. Um, but yeah, there's 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 room for improvement all throughout the squad. The manager's got to get it out of them. And as you said, he's he's more than willing to give the, the youth players a chance, guys like McCausland and, and hopefully Bailey Rice. I'd certainly make some changes to the midfield on Sunday because um you don't want to be running Lundstrom, Sifuentes, guys like that right into the ground. Um we're gonna need them over the next couple of weeks. But, but again, if we're, we're dropping players it's a double edged sword, if we're dropping players it dents the confidence. So who'd be a manager? Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's easy for us to come on here and talk about it. If you'd like to hear us talk about it a little bit more, please jump on to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where you'll be able to get loads and loads of Rangers content every single day. And obviously with such a hectic fixture schedule coming up, you won't want to miss out on anything. So please jump on over to sign up. If 
uh, you're at a loose end tonight and you'd love to hear guys talking about Rangers, then why not come along to our live show at New Edmondson House? I will be there, Simon will be there, and a whole host of others to be able to talk about the world's most successful football club. Last thing for me to do is to thank our executive producers in London, uh, Mike Lee and uh, Paul Myers. Uh, to thank our show sponsor, Zenith Coins, please head over to zenithcoins.com. And most importantly, um, coming on here and probably uh, a little bit of anger management, my very good friend, Simon Halloran. Simon, thank you for coming on. I, I mean it when I said it before, sitting doing these recordings, doing these shows, when the results are not going your way are difficult. But I'm going to be honest with you, this is the best I've felt probably <laughs> across the course of the last 14 hours been able to talk to you about it. Good man. No, pleasure to be on as always. I'll see you later on. Have a great weekend, folks. Let's make sure that Rangers make it a great weekend for you. David will be back on Monday with the flagship as pair, and we'll be back with you again next week as well. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great weekend. Podcast Network.